Lyrica, Cialis, Eloquis, Yumira, Latuda, Celebrex, Chantix. <laughs> well, you've seen the commercials. How about over 80 run every hour on American television? You know, those names, they sound like they're territories for some Indian tribes, and you wouldn't think these are drugs that you put into your body, but... <laughs> You know, they're, they're all over the place. TV ads for prescription drugs, friends. Well, they're illegal in most countries and only became common in the United States really in about the 1990s, the late 90s. Fact is, though, it's hard to imagine American television without them. But their effects on public health are pretty clear. People are buying these drugs and the impact they're having on society... Well, it's not good. And oh, and did I, I think I forgot to mention Lipitor, Xanax, Flomax, Ambient, Nesta. Talk. Just talk. Because that's what we do here, friends. Malcolm Out Loud Talk. Welcome to the show. He's a retired family practitioner who specializes in holistic non-drug, if you will, and preventive mental health care probably for the last decade of his career. Dr. Coles worked with previously psychologically traumatized, usually malnourished, sometimes seriously neglected, but always overdrugged patients. Sounds like this storyline is going to be right up his alley. You know, the term mentally ill, we throw that around today like a frisbee. I hear those words all the time. What does mentally ill mean? Do you even know? Um, No, and I think the people who are trying to define it are in the business of also trying to sell drugs to treat it. Um, there's, There's a famous book written maybe 45 years ago called The Myth of Mental Illness, written by a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Thomas Saz, S-Z-A-S-Z, and he had a tremendous uh, point to make. And there's been, uh, ever since he wrote that book, there's been sort of an anti-psychiatry movement that has built up, and I guess I'm part of that. But people, most people aren't mentally ill. That, that their, their behaviors or their thoughts or their actions uh, are, are aberrant uh, at times. Most of us uh, have, would qualify for any number of mental illness, so-called mental illness diagnoses in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, uh, the DSM, which is made, uh, which is uh, produced by a show of hands by a bunch of psychiatrists. But uh, people who are labeled mentally ill are labeled that way by physicians. Um, and then almost in, in America anyway, almost always uh, people who have these aberrant behaviors or something that we don't like uh, or hear voices or something like that are immediately drugged and now they have altered brain function because of the uh, brain altering effect of the medications. That's how they work. Well, I got to tell you what. Now you're a doc, you're an MD, right? Correct. Right. All right. So you're an MD. So we're talking for the first time today. I've just met you seconds ago as our listening audiences as well. You know, evaluate me as we go through this now, my behavior, my psychological uh, behavior, if you will. And then at the end, tell me what kind of drugs you put me on, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Well, the last thing I would do. <laughs> you tell. Well, you tell me. Say, Malcolm, you belong on this, this, this. I could just imagine the list of drugs they put Malcolm on. God help us all. You could hear. You could hear people background now listening to me laughing. They know because they hear me all the time. But all right, so listen to this. Listen to this. The AMA, the American Medical Association, has called for a ban on drug advertising to consumers. Now, this kind of went to the Supreme Court back in the 70s. It's gone back and forth, and it really became popular as they got around some of the loopholes, as I said, opening the show in the 90s. The question is... Should we prohibit these pharmaceutical ads from running on national television, Dr. Cole? Yeah, well, yes. Uh, I'm really surprised to, to hear, you told me for the first time uh, a day or so ago that uh, the AMA is pushing for this. I haven't um, gone online to see how uh, valid that is or if there's some ulterior motive, but I certainly agree that the advertisements for medications online uh, or on on the media uh, is has a, is an abomination. It's it's only legalized in New Zealand and the United States. The rest of the, the rest of the world, uh, it's illegal to do that for very good reasons. Because uh, as I've mentioned, as I say often in my column, it only takes two minutes to write a prescription, but it takes 20 minutes not to write a prescription. And most physicians are double booked and very busy, and they much prefer the brief option. They can get the same uh, office call charge for a two-minute visit as a 20-minute visit, and it's much more complicated. But patients come in because they've seen this advertisement, get brainwashed by the ad, and demand uh, a prescription. And uh, two-thirds of it's been it's been studied, and 60-plus uh, percent of physicians are very willing to prescribe the medication that uh, patients come in and prescribe. Well, that's what they say. That's what my research shows me, that well, you're, you're exactly right, Doc. So, And you know, because you're a doctor, you, you dealt with all this, but that's exactly what I understand in the industry. When patients come in and they're informed, to whatever degree they believe they're informed, and they tell folks certain names of prescriptions, the doctor, a lot of times, will prescribe and give the people what the hell they want. And, you know, yeah. so you can just imagine what that is. And by the way, I could see, by the way, Doc, you're going to love this. I could see a great ad campaign uh, that would read something like, I guess, like two minutes for the doctor to sign your prescription, 20 minutes if he doesn't sign your prescription, and a lifetime of misery for you if he does sign it. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Wouldn't that be a great ad campaign? This is, I mean, yeah, come on, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and really it is because the suffering and the confusion you see, and I want to talk more about that ahead here with you on the show today, as well as what they do to our kids. I mean, what they're doing to the youth in this country just make me so angry. you're looking to make a little more room in your home or your office, or you're looking just to get a little more organized, I want to give you a solution today. Closetsbydesign.com. I've used them in past years. They do tremendous work. They build closets out, food pantries, garage, you know, shelving in the garages. Uh, They do flooring, wall beds, organizers, all kinds of things. Check them out, folks. Closetsbydesign.com. You're listening to the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. It's where we say, let the silent voices be heard. We invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com to get all the latest. Make it a daily stop and also get the app. You go right to the App Store and download our free app and then it will put all our content right into your hands on your phones and your tablets. 
it doesn't get any easier than that. I, I really, I've always been this way, but, you know, I, I am very anti-medicine all the way around. But, you know, when I hear they want to put our kids on everything, like there's a pill or drug. And, you know, I find, uh, I think it's the, the, the teachers and the school system, both public and private. I think it's the lazy way out for these people that they just want to stick the kids on drugs. So they're half drug and half have mentally incapacitated going through school. Yeah, precisely. Uh, there's a tremendous lack of knowledge on the part of physicians as to what those drugs actually do. The drug industry used to uh, put the diagram of the molecular structure on their ads. In in the last decade or two, they have not been doing that. So, uh, and, and you can I can tell I've done a lot of work on this uh, pharmacology, etc. Uh, the shape of the molecule of these drugs can tell you a lot about how they're going to affect the, the brain, especially, and that's my special interest, or heart or <laughs> nerves or whatever. Uh, but the drug industry wants us to be uninformed, wants us to dumb us doctors down. They also have failed, they also have stopped putting on the, uh, dr- the pharmacy insert uh, uh, list how they how the medicine works the mechanism of action that is now no longer part of the advertising uh so we're we're we, we physicians are being dumbed down it's very complicated to understand what effect these medications have on the brain but just as an example ritalin and cocaine have very similar molecular structures and and there's studies that prove that the effect on the brain is the same if the if the route of administration is... Is everybody hearing this? I mean, is everybody hearing what you just said? Now, I had no idea. But, Doc, you're telling me, and I hear more mothers and fathers put their kids on Ritalin, and it just, it, it, it not even, I, I didn't even know what you just said. But did, did everybody hear that? That Ritalin is like cocaine. Is, is that what you said? Am I, did I hear that right? Exactly right. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, the effect, if a person has snortable powdered Ritalin and and then compares that with snortable powdered cocaine. The onset of action is the same. Uh, The duration of action is longer with the Ritalin. So actually, cocaine addicts probably prefer to get their snortable Ritalin form, which isn't that easy to get, of course, uh, because the the Ritalin is a synthetic ways of uh, uh, metabolizing uh, natural things much more easily than they have metabolizing synthetic. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, it's unbelievable, Doc. I mean, I, I just have no idea. But, you know, I, I, listen to this. Now, do the math here a moment. The, the 10 most advertised brand name drugs over the past year, listen to the money they spend. A quarter of a billion dollars for Cialis. How about a quarter of a billion dollars for Lyrica? How about almost a quarter of a billion for Eliquis and, and Viagra and Umira? And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing these right, and I don't really care because I don't watch television. So I have no idea what the hell. Am I, am I pronouncing these right, Doc, or no? Uh, it sounds okay to me. I, I, I don't pay that much attention to the media. They, they must put somebody in a room to come up with the weirdest names they can, like Latuda. What the hell is Latuda? <laughs> you want some Latuda, you know? <laughs> Celebrex. Uh, I mean, come on. What are they, you know? What are, and then Shantex. Isn't Shantex? Isn't that one for non-smoking or something? Yeah, it's a, and that's it's a one that has been uh, found to be the most violence-inducing drug by what? far of any uh, others. That's that's there. I, I once published an article about the uh, uh, the drugs that are have been documented to cause the most homicides and suicides. 
And uh, so the Shantex you say that people take for smoking are, are you're saying it's one of the most dangerous ones out there? Yeah, there's many uh, examples of people going berserk and uh, and trying uh, attempting wow. to etc. Yeah. Wow! So so get so get a load of this. Here's the picture, folks. So you know you you don't die from the smoking. You die from going berserk, huh? Can. Is that their ad yeah. campaign, Shantex, you know? Yeah. Don't die from smoking, we'll get you there. You know, that could be their ad campaign, Doc. Wait a minute. You know, don't die from smoking, we'll get you there faster. <laughs> or or you'll be, uh, or you're, if you're married to somebody taking Shantex, you may wind up uh, being assaulted. Or better still, uh, better yeah, still. who's taking the Shantex is, is uh, can uh, do violent acts. It, but you know what? That would be a great ad for the life insurance company uh, or something, you know? Uh, give your give your spouse uh, the, the, the Shantix drug and you collect a big policy. Anyways, how pretty uh, sick, huh? Yeah, it's pretty sick. And, and the disturbing thing is that the FDA has approved all these drugs as being legal, uh, but the FDA never does the the scientific studies themselves. Those are always done by uh, the drug industry or uh, people or or institutions that are hired by the drug industry to perform these uh, studies that then the FDA looks at and and approves or or does not approve. But they are, uh, in in the case of the uh, antidepressant drugs, the SSRI drugs like Prozac and Paxil and Zoloft, uh, those studies have only been conducted for six weeks on average. Six weeks is all they've done on humans. And in the rat the rat lab, the, the animal labs, they only do studies that last for a day or five or 15, sometimes 21 days is considered a long study. But in the humans, it's only six weeks on average, four to eight weeks. Now that's really uh, outrageous because most people who are given these are told they have to take them the rest of their lives. The psychiatrist will tell them they have to take them the rest of their lives. And the studies are not have, are not there, what the long-term effects are before the FDA approved them. So the FDA is uh, approving drugs that they have no idea what, what uh, the long-term effect is going to be. So, so, friends, this is what you call another government agency at work for you. You know, I almost am at the point in my life that when I see a drug or a food item and it says it's regulated by the government, it's almost one I don't want to take or try. And the ones that aren't regulated by the government are probably the ones I want to check into, maybe. I don't know. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence anymore in the government, Doc, you know? Well, I think the, the aspects of government that are influenced by uh, private companies uh, are the ones that I am very worried about. When corporations who are in it for the money, in it for their investors, that's, they don't, their ethics, uh, they don't have any ethics. Well, that's all of them, Doc. That's all of them. What do you yeah. mean, some of them? Come on now, Doc, that's all of them. But, that's, that's all of them. Yeah, they hire lobbyists. Yeah. Yeah, and the pharmaceutical industry is has heavy control over the CDC, the FDA, the National Institute of Mental Health, etc. They're taking lots of money, and on their boards of directors and committees, etc., uh, there's tons of um, conflicted uh, physicians, uh, conflicted by their um, monetary and economic uh, um, effect from so- the... What, what you're saying is, what you're saying is all these government agencies are sleeping with each other, no doubt. Anybody remember the drug called Vioxx? Vioxx, V-I-O-X-X. Well, this drug was taken for arthritis instead of ibuprofen. It was supposed to be better, faster, quicker, more expensive, keep in mind. But this was the drug. But 
the drug increased the risk of heart attack and stroke. They never really did study this drug properly. But again, as the doc said earlier in the show, the FDA approves all this stuff. Well, Kaiser Permiente ended up having to pull the ad campaign, and the ad exposure led, they said, to inappropriate prescribing, it was found. Get a load of that. Dr. Gary Cole is here with us. He's a retired family practitioner again. And again, he spent his lifetime, especially those last 10 years of his life before he retired, really talking about non-drug and preventive mental health care and really got into that. It's so good to have you here, Dr. Cole, today. Um, good to be here. And I want to ask you about this Vioxx. Uh, this this is true. You, you probably know this more than I, but this was used to be prescribed for arthritis, right? It's no longer on the market, I guess, yeah? That's right, yeah. Uh, it's been documented to uh, have uh, caused 50,000, at least 50,000 deaths, uh, cardiac deaths, heart attack deaths, um, before it was uh, removed from the market. And there's an identical drug called uh, Celebrex, which was is still on the market. Yeah, I see that. That's in my list of top 10, Doc. That's in my list of top 10. Listen to this. They spent $120 million, million, million dollars on advertising last year, Celebrex. So you're saying that's the same as Vioxx, huh? Yeah, the, yeah, the mechanism of action, they say, is the same. The same oh, my God. This is crazy. And Merck, we mentioned the drug companies. Merck was the one that uh, produced that one and marketed that one. And, and and you said so, fifty. But can you imagine if fifty thousand? It caused fifty thousand deaths. How many near deaths did it cause? How I mean, that's crazy, Doc. That that, that, that that's crazy. How, were, how many people were sickened by that? Hey, how many how many lawsuits were in there? Do you have any? There were there must have been a lot of lawsuits, no? Well, and and the drug industry has a way of uh, uh, getting the legal system to include them all in class action suits, so that they put thousands of people together. And you can be darn sure that none, no one of them is going to get a, a fair uh, compensation. So that we don't know how many. I, we, I don't know how many. Maybe it's known somewhere. We are talking about one of the biggest scams in American history here. I mean, we are talking one of the biggest, biggest scams in American history right here, right now. None of this gives me the warm and fuzzy, and I'm sure it doesn't to you folks that are listening as well with this. And maybe this is a wake-up call for everybody to really reevaluate things, reevaluate not only your own lives, but the lives of your children and the lives of friends of yours, and really consider, is, is it a good trade-off? Is it worth it? And that really is a question you need to ask yourself today. Well, if you say a lie often enough, people start believing in its truth. Well, who said that? Dr. Gary Cole said that, and he joins me today, Dr. Cole. In your write-up, I see you say here that you've treated uh, well uh, well over 1,200 patients and developed a unique treatment regimen. Would you take a moment? Uh, it would be a miss for me not to talk about this unique treatment regimen. Uh, what is that exactly? Can you tell me? Yeah, well, uh, my practice evolved into all psychiatric survivors is survivors of psychiatry, people who are on drugs, knew they were sickened by them, the, doctor, the psychiatrist wouldn't take them off, they just add new drugs. Most of my patients were on, so they were on cocktails of drugs, they, when they have gone off, when they tried to go off themselves because they knew they were being sickened by them, 
they developed withdrawal symptoms and had to go back on. So there was a, all those 1,200 people had all been victimized by psychiatric medications and, and so they were iatrogenic diseases. They were addicted, uh, they were dependent on these meds. So I knew from my research, et cetera, that these drugs were dangerous, they were brain damaging, they can cause dementia, all five classes of psychiatric medications. Uh, can cause dementia, which is misdiagnosed as Alzheimer's. Uh, but I should mention that there's a fantastic book out there that uh, I have used a lot. It's called uh, Drug-Induced Dementia, A Perfect Crime. The author is Grace Jackson, who's a practicing psychiatrist and a great scholar who looked at all the, uh, all the basic neuroscience literature and found uh, evidence for exactly what we find in Alzheimer's disease caused by uh, psychiatric medications. Drug-induced okay. so, dementia, the perfect crime. We'll put the links on the post here on America Out Loud. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a book, of course, that was banned by, or blackballed, <laughs> blacklisted by the drug industry, so you never saw anybody... Imagine that. Jama do a review on it, so yeah. but it's a fantastic book. I'm sure it's not a bestseller. It's it's something that uh, doctors don't want to know that their drugs that they're prescribing can actually be part of the uh, dementia epidemic we're going through. TruthPR.com. If you're looking for some truth in the media, you're looking to maybe have some press releases or create some publicity in your life, this would be the firm to use. Jackie Jones is the proprietor there. TruthPR.com. Find out a whole lot more there, friends. Well, you laugh. I put a lot of thought into the name of the show. I looked at what all the competitors were doing. And like any big-time talk radio show, well, we wanted to have a great name. So we call ourselves Talk. Just Talk. Because that's what we do here, friends. Welcome to Malcolm Out Loud Talk. Nobody really knows. So the FDA doesn't check it out. They don't really know what the hell is going on. The doctors don't really know what the hell is going on. The patient doesn't know what is going on. But everybody's taking the drugs. And then I see a headline the other day which caught my attention. It said 79 million Americans take psychiatric drugs. Have we all gone crazy? I'd like you to meet health coach Beverly Butler from The Misdiagnosed Life. Joins Dr. Gary Cole and I on the show. And, you know, Beverly, you had a guest on, Kelly O'Meara, on your show, and she was quite something, as I recall. She really went after the pharmaceutical companies in the industry as, as a whole. In fact, she said the pharmaceutical companies are very clear. They have no idea what causes these abnormalities in the brain, and they have no idea how these drugs work to treat it, which is what Dr. Cole is saying here, and that was Kelly O'Meara. She wrote quite a book out there. Uh, that interview you did was something else. What did you find out about this pharmaceutical industry, Beverly? Well, the pharmaceutical industry is uh, one of the, well, it's actually the most profitable uh, corporations, industries in the world. It bypasses oil and gas. Yeah, that blows me and, away. I've seen that somewhere. You, you have that in that post. That just blows me away. So did you know that, Dr. Cole, that this industry is bigger than the oil and gas industry? It doesn't surprise me, right? They have the most lobbyists in Congress that are trying to... I mean, this is crazy. They're bigger than everybody. They're probably bigger, Beverly, than the water and the electric company, too. I mean, what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. Here? 
Yeah, no, they're they're the most profitable in the world. Wow. I'm in the wrong business, I'm telling you. I should have never got into this radio business. I should have went into the drug business. Oh, I'm you telling you. Give a live with yourself. You'd feel so loved. Well, I'd feel like hell, but I'd be wealthy laying on a yacht doing it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, really, the bottom line is it's all about the money. And what's really shocking, too, you know, you were talking about the children on these drugs and, right. and everything. And, and, you know, there's over 4.4 million kids on ADHD drugs. That's just ADHD drugs. We're not talking about all the other anxiety drugs and depression drugs and that kind of thing. And it's like uh, Dr. Cole said, you know, we don't know the long-term effects of these. And I was interviewing uh, the interview I did yesterday with uh, – a lady that is a, is a psychotherapist, and she had written an article, Why French Kids Don't Have ADHD. Did you know that here in America we have 12% of children on uh, ADHD medication, and in France they have 0.5% of their children on these ADHD drugs? They spend an average of... Eight hours, doctor. They take it much more seriously in France. They actually French doctors actually now prepare. Hold on to your seat. They actually try to find out what is causing the child's bad behavior. They spend an average of eight hours per patient. I mean, not all at once, but trying to unravel and figure out why the child, why the child's behavior is so bad, instead of just writing a prescription. And they just take a couple of minutes and write a prescription over here. And their their kids are much better behaved. They're healthier. They have more self-control. Parents are, are you know, parenting different uh, and actually better over there. And, you know, so it's, it's a whole lot of things that go into a child's behavior but we don't try to find the root cause over here and that's a that really bugs me because to me that's it's just common sense and i I think we've lost that in this country the big concern is the children uh doc they're sort of at the mercy of uh, this uh whole thing as a society uh with parents and schools and you know i'm always hearing the teachers are always sending the kids home with uh with uh, you know uh, the concept of getting the kid on a drug that that stuff just that should be uh, that should be a crime that 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 should be a crime when teachers do that i mean we ought to bring them up on charges i mean this is this is insane don't you don't you think uh, it's certainly uh, unethical because they don't know uh, the the truth about it. They, they have not. The teachers have been likewise brainwashed by the industry by watching all these commercials, etc. They are prevented from uh, listening to people like me or Beverly. Uh, there's roadblocks into hearing the the uh, facts that counter the prevailing wisdom, which is promoted by propaganda. Uh, so they're pretty cunning. But uh, but when a person, so I, you know, I, if a person wants to take a medication, I think that they, it should be uh, the obligation of the physician to tell them all the risks of doing so. What are the short-term, long-term risks? Doctors don't have time to do that. They're just obligated to throw out a couple of the hundreds of potential risks. And so patients uh, think they're informed, but they haven't actually been given a chance to give informed consent. That concept of informed consent—you uh, only, you only 
or com, uh, consent to having surgery if you know all the pros and cons of having that operation or not having that operation. Surgeons are pretty good about doing that. Well, they, 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 that's where the big bucks are because they're making $5,000 on a hip surgery. They're going to take some time and do what's right. Doctors who are just in there getting an office call charge are, are going to try to do it as quickly as possible. And it's very difficult when you have an adverse reaction to a drug, for instance, say your baby dies the same day you get the H vaccines at eight, two months. There is no lawyer in your community that's going to take that case or he's be committing uh, occupational suicide because the, uh, you know, like in my community here, 85,000 people, uh, my patients who are having serious adverse effects from the medications could not find a lawyer locally to take their case. It, it was an open and sh- I saw many open and shut cases. They could never find a lawyer because lawyers didn't want to go up against their colleagues in the medical profession, probably. So, so. Uh, let's talk a moment. Let's take the next couple of minutes to talk about what folks can do. I mean, we've told them the dangers. We've told them the, the warning signs and what people to look for and how corrupt the whole industry is. Let's uh, go with, uh, let, let's start here. Beverly, let me start and ask you, then I'll ask the doctor. What is your best advice? advice um, for uh, for folks uh, to not get, first of all, uh, you know, not get caught short here and believe in all, everything they read and see and watch on television. And, and again, back to the kids. And how, how do we avoid this lifestyle of drugs and what have you? I mean, you know, we can't go to Dr. Gary Cole. He's not in practice anymore. So he's retired. So we need more good doctors, maybe. I don't know. What's the answer, Beverly? Well, I think the first thing they need to do is to be informed and they need to try to strive to be as healthy as they can be and just do a lot of basic, simple things, eat real food, uh, just use common sense things, you know, get plenty of exercise, get out in nature, just try to do everything you can, number one, to be healthy and try to reduce your stress load. And then if you do get sick and have to go to the doctor, uh, you know, ask questions, ask a lot of questions. You know, for instance, if he says you're has, you, you have Hashimoto's disease, which is a disease of the thyroid. Then, uh, which is just which what that is? That's an autoimmune disease where the body's attacking the thyroid. Instead of him, uh, you know, just saying, "Okay, I'm going to give you some medicine," and he writes a prescription for armor thyroid or whatever, and you just take it, and go on. Ask the doctor, "Well, why is my body attacking my thyroid?" You know, so keep asking questions to the doctor. Why? Why is this happening? And why is that happening? And try yourself to see if the doctor you can motivate him to maybe do more tests or kind of help figure out why you have that problem and so that's that's the main thing is we need to start we need to rethink things and get a different mindset about illness Beverly, that's there's great reasons advice. for everything that is great advice i mean that, that doc what do you i mean just you you've got to agree with that approach don't you Oh, yes. Uh, nutrition is uh, vitally important. Uh, one difference between French kids and American kids is that they don't eat as much junk food over there. Far less junk food uh, over there. They have well-rounded diets, lots of vegetables, fruits, etc. That's for that one thing. They also use a lot fewer vaccines on their infants in France and socialized medicine countries uh, because it's well known that autoimmune disorders, well, it isn't very well known, but it's very well established that autoimmune disorders are frequently caused by the aluminum adjuvant in vaccines, which is very, in many, many vaccines, aluminum is a very serious neurotoxin. It's a 
poison of its own. Right. But it also, in yeah. many ways, contributes to autoimmune disorders. So, uh, right now in America, we have an uh, over-vaccination program, and we have a huge amount number of kids who are developing autoimmune disorders, like diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis and Guillain-Barre, et cetera, et cetera. There's many, many autoimmune disorders that are caused by the aluminum in vaccines. I just uh, wrote, uh, I just sent out a bunch of stuff. I'll send it to you guys too about a new book uh, about uh, vaccines and uh, autoimmunity that establishes that. I've been a student of this for several years now, uh, discovering the toxic effects of the aluminum adjuvants, which is uh, aluminum is added to the vaccines to uh, increase the amount of immune response by the body, but it can overshoot and it can cause a hyperimmune response, and that's what. Right, right. But you know, the other bigger point that Beverly makes, I, I think you, I, I would assume you agree with as well, which is be informed. You, a lot of people go to the doctor and they think the doctor is like the Pope or like the, uh, you know, uh, like the Messiah, and you know everything that doctor says is supposed to be, you know, oh yes, bow to the doctor, oh yes. But you know, I think what she's saying is ask more questions. Uh, do more digging. Do your research. Be informed. I, I think you would have to agree with that, wouldn't you, Doc? Oh, absolutely right. But with when since medicine has become a big business of medicine, I call it big medicine, big pharma. Big That's medicine, right. That's a good way. Psychiatry. Now, now the bottom line is most important. So we have marketing people. We have CEOs in big clinics that are breaking down millions of dollars. And so uh, highly efficient physicians seen as many people as possible in the shortest period of time possible is the standard operating procedure now. So if physicians don't like it, they would rather be teachers. The word doctor means teacher, actually. But doctors are so busy, so double booked, so overworked, that they don't have time. They have to take shortcuts. And that's the last thing you want from a doctor is to take a shortcut. It's a shortcut, yeah. It's a catch-22 is what you're saying. We call you guys canoe rockers. You're the canoe rockers. You're, you, you are. You're a canoe rocker. Dr. Gary, I, you heard it here first, folks. Dr. Gary Cole is a canoe rocker. 